In this episode, I review the Marvel movie Black Panther. This episode is spoiler free. Enjoy. I'm going to start off by reading the IMDb description of this movie. T'Challa, the king of Wakanda, rises to the throne in the isolated, technologically advanced African nation. But his claim is challenged by a vengeful outsider who is a childhood victim of T'Challa's father's mistake. I'm going to start off with all the technical details and like factual information uh, on this movie, and then I'm going to give my own personal opinion on different things. So firstly, let's congratulate Marvel on not only making a really good quality movie, but also just being so much better than DC. This movie was extremely hyped up, yet most of us knew without a doubt that it would be a really good movie. Because Marvel has set itself up with such a great reputation, and although it can be predictable and follow the typical hero's journey pattern, its movies never fail to impress us with its amazing special effects, fighting sequences, acting, storyline, and especially their humor. Marvel movies take themselves seriously enough to be a good quality superhero movie, but they also take themselves lightly enough to have its humorous moments making the whole audience laugh, which is what DC does not have. Although this is a Black Panther review, Marvel does need to be credited for doing what DC just cannot. And so Black Panther has been a major success in many ways, one with the rating. As Rotten Tomatoes puts it, the Marvel Cinematic Universe spent its first half decade defying expectations by taking superhero titles that were viewed as too niche, such as Iron Man, too outdated, such as Captain America, too cosmically silly, such as Thor, or simply too darn strange, such as Guardians of the Galaxy, and turning them into massive blockbusters. On Rotten Tomatoes, Black Panther has the highest rating out of any Marvel movie, including those up to date. Now, this movie was burdened with very heavy expectations. It's being released after several major movies coming from Marvel itself. The movies released since 2016 by Marvel include Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. And wow, those are all some really good movies that we've seen in the past couple years. So, starting with Captain America Civil War... It had an estimated $250 million budget and made about $1,153,304,495 worldwide. It also had a rating of 91%. Doctor Strange had an estimated $165 million budget and made about $677 million with a rating of 90%. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 had an estimated $200 million budget and made about $863 million worldwide, with a rating of 83%, which is the lowest out of the movies I've said so far. Spider-Man Homecoming had an estimated $175 million budget, made about $880 million worldwide, and had a rating of 92%. And lastly, Thor Ragnarok, the most recent, had an estimated $180 million budget, and made about $802 million worldwide, with a rating of 92%. So, you don't need to pay attention to each of those numbers individually, but overall, 
that's an average of 89.6%, an average budget of $194 million, and an average of a whopping $875 million box office earnings on each movie released since 2016. So those numbers are basically the expectations for any Marvel movie at this point. So, in order for Black Panther to surpass those expectations, it would have to be all of those. It would have to have a rating above 89.6%, a budget above $194 million, or a box office total of at least $875 million. And that's something that 99% of movies can't do. But Black Panther was rated 97% by critics, which surpasses the average rating. For how it matches up to the average budget, the budget for Black Panther was $200 million, which is six more than the average. We obviously can't tell the box office earnings just yet because it's still fresh into theaters, but Black Panther has already made about $235 million domestically and $404 million worldwide shattering several box office records and just destroying the expectations that were already so high. According to Vanity Fair, these are the records it shattered. It's the fifth highest opening for a movie ever, a record it hit within its first three days by notching a smooth $201.7 million. It's the third highest grossing movie in history for a four-day opening weekend, according to Box Office Mojo. It's also the highest opening of all time for a film in February, as well as a film released over President's Day weekend, handily crushing the $152 million record previously set by Deadpool. Black Panther has a second highest haul for Sunday, according to Variety, pulling in a cool $60 million, and it's also etched its way into Marvel history by earning $25.2 million in just Thursday night previews, making it the second highest preview gross in the studio's history, which was narrowly beat out by Avengers Age of Ultron, which earned $27.6 million. Black Panther has the second highest three-day domestic opening haul for a Marvel film overall, edged out by the first Avengers film, which made about $207.4 million. Surpassing all previous successes by Marvel so far, it has you wondering, how did it do it? So let's start with the directing of Black Panther. The director of this movie is Ryan Coogler. And surprisingly, he's just 31 years old and was born in Oakland, California. Now, good for him. And Marvel really did take a risk with someone so young for a movie with such high expectations. In an interview with CBS, he claims that, quote, he fell in love with Black Panther after looking for black superhero comics in his local comic book store. And Ryan Coogler and Black Panther is just a match made in heaven. Marvel took a risk in this young director whose track record includes Creed and Fruitvale Station. Both movies include Michael B. Jordan. And Creed is 95% on Rotten Tomatoes and had a budget of $35 million, but made a whopping $173 million, which is a lot more than $35 million. And his other movie, Fruitvale Station, had a rating of 94%, a budget of just $900,000, but made $16 million. So both movies he's directed so far have had very high ratings, a low budget, and made a lot more than they spent. And so he has a history of making more than he spent, so they took a risk on him, 
who's had the highest earning opening weekend of any black director with Black Panther. Now, let's take a look at the acting performances. This movie featured many incredible actors such as Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Denai Gurira, Forrest Whitaker, Daniel Kaluuya, Angela Bassett, and Martin Freeman. Personally, I loved Chadwick Boseman's performance. He is so perfect for a role like Black Panther. He's perfect for the side of a superhero that is fighting bad guys, but he also has this strange innocence to him and characteristics that really make you root for him and almost feel what he's feeling. And so they couldn't have casted better for his role. He's such a down-to-earth, like, good guy, and you feel that way throughout the movie, and it makes you root for him even more. He's previously acted in 42, Captain America Civil War, and Marshall, which have all had fresh ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. But he's also been in his share of rotten movies like Gods of Egypt, Draft Day, and The Kill Hole. Next, we have Michael B. Jordan, who is clearly a perfect fit in any movie with this director because all three movies he's been in with uh, Ryan Coogler have all had over 90%. And so Michael B. Jordan played his character more perfectly than anybody else could have while carrying a swagger to him, but also being able to make you hate him. He's so perfect for this young, conflicted antagonist role because of the way he makes you sympathize for him but also making you feel like, dang, I want this guy on my team. And his hair in this movie suits him so perfectly. And one thing I noticed is that whenever he came onto the screen, they'd play like this really cool beat, which made everybody feel like, dang, this dude is a beast. And then you have actors like Denai Guerrero, who is well known in her role in Walking Dead as Michonne, and actors like Forrest Whitaker, who who's actually made himself uh, a name more recently in movies like Dope and Arrival and Rogue One. However, although all the casting for this movie was near perfect, the only performance who I didn't particularly like was Daniel Kaluuya. Now, you may know him in his role in Get Out or Black Mirror. And don't get me wrong, I love his acting capabilities and his depth, and he's such a good actor. He's easily one of my favorites. And I even did a whole episode on Get Out where I ranted on how good of an actor he was. But personally, I feel like his capabilities are never utilized well as a side character. And that he works well as the main protagonist. Because he shows such a range of emotions and he can really make you root for him. And his role is honestly kind of irrelevant in this. And it's a character that you're not rooting for in this movie. And and because of that, I'd, you'd prefer somebody else who who gives you that feel. And and in epi- things like Get Out and Black Mirror, it's always made better when he's the main character. And he's proven that he's very capable in it. But he really didn't have any character development whatsoever. And honestly, I never really cared about his character. But he's still a great actor nevertheless. And lastly, we have Martin Freeman, who also played his role in The Hobbit. And he's an amazing actor, and he carried his role perfectly. So yes, the casting for this movie was near perfect, but other than the guy who played Get Out, Daniel Kaluuya, it was really good. And so that's another difference between Marvel and DC, honestly. Marvel is so good at casting for their roles, and it makes their superheroes feel more believable. And I'm sorry, but I find it difficult to root for a Batman played by Ben Affleck. And... Uh, Another point with Black Panther is that 
they prove that diversity sells. Considering that minorities are becoming an increasingly greater and greater part of America, they've utilized the diversity theme straight from the beginning and made it a stronger theme in the movie, or, or the strongest theme in the movie. And by marketing the movie well and having its cultural aspect to it and it being released in Black History Month, all increased by the hype of everything made it so much greater. And the fact that the casting was incredible, the directing is incredible, it's an exciting new superhero, and it had good ratings. All makes for the perfect movie to spend your long weekend watching, and also made for a lot of money coming into the box office. So, yet again, Marvel does not fail us. And one last time, I just want to emphasize how amazing of a performance Michael B. Jordan has, Every scene he was on screen, he stole, and he is easily one of Marvel's best villains up to date. And at some point, I felt like it was his movie, even more than Black Panther's movie. And my last point I want to make is with the soundtrack. The album was a huge success, featuring Kendrick Lamar in The Weeknd and many more successful artists. And it's already had eight songs in the Billboard Top 100, which is just crazy. Black Panther succeeded in everything from directing, to casting, to expectations, to marketing, to box office, to the album, you name it. And because of all these reasons, this movie earns a zombie score of 9 out of 10. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll really appreciate it if you left an honest review and subscribed. Till next time.